Hey everyone, it's Steven and Jesse again, talking about some pro wrestling. If you want to join the chat today, like always, make sure to send us a super chat if there's something you want us to prioritize, whether it's a question or a comment or whatever you want us to talk about. But I'm Steven Jensen, that's of course Jesse Davin, over... I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this. I don't get it either. Over there, Jesus. That was like... <laughs> that was... Alright. Anyway, uh, thank you, Net, for subscribing to the channel. Yeah, was... Net. What up, Net? Net, Net, Net. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk Raw. I mean, I think WWE has been just bad, uh, so it's gonna be fun to talk about, I guess. I watched as much of this show as I could. Jesse stuck it out for the whole show, so barely. You know, trooper, trooper. I was kind of paying attention. Yeah, so. We're going to rely on you all a lot today, so if there's anything you want us to talk about, there's also a donation link in the description that works the same as the Super Chats. But uh, before we get into everything, because this is basically going to be probably centered mainly around Raw today, there isn't a whole lot else going on with WWE. Helena sells this Sunday, but uh, they've only announced three matches so far, so there's no point in doing like full-on predictions at this point. Uh, before we talk about all that, though, Jesse, how you doing today? Doing all right, hanging in there. So, husband has the day off today, so he went to go get our daughter from school, so I don't know where the heck they are. Probably shopping at the grocery store, and she wants to probably look at everything, so. Ooh, ooh I don't think she had a mask. Ooh. Does she have a mask in the car? She must, she has her mask in the car. She has to. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, other than that, the baby is kicking me in really weird places, and it's making me flinch a lot because it's very weird so if you see me kind of go like this like kind of jump a little bit mind your business <laughs> me scream it's just it's a weird i don't remember this happening with scarlet but there this baby's kicking me in places that are very uncomfortable let's just put it that way so um yeah other than that, i'm doing good how are you i'm good just uh hanging in there you know we got a uh, what's today Oh yeah, later today I'm doing a Twitch stream with Kayla, my friend uh, the Sheenom, so that's going to be fun. We're going to be playing some Fall Guys. Um, I haven't played since Season 2 started, so there's probably a bunch of these new courses and stuff I haven't played yet. So if y'all want to check that out, <coughs> twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore, it's going to be a good time. Uh, at the very least, you'll probably see me rage quit, you know, at some point. <laughs> so, uh, Especially with another person. Yeah, it's, it, should be, it should be fun. Um, and Kayla's a good friend of mine. I knew her... Like in you know, IRL, you know, in real life, uh, mm -hmm. when we, she still lives in Nashville. I live like right up the street from her in the same city in Nashville. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up with her, and uh, and playing some games. Then the only other thing really happened this week, I guess, really of note outside of like some of the videos I dropped on YouTube uh, for all things MMA was that uh, that Raw Underground tribute that I. Uh... Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> That was the greatest single tribute to Shane McMahon and Raw Underground that I've ever seen. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So uh, leave the memories alone if y'all want to check it out. It's pinned on my Twitter. My Twitter's right under me, Fight Talk Underscore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that a was fun. <laughs> yes, I rarely ever pin tweets, but uh, I think this 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 has probably gotten more attention than anything I've ever done on Twitter before, which is hilarious to me. Um, it has, like, almost 1.1 thousand likes. It has about 32,000 wow. 32, views. Like, that's, like... like that's this, great! Which, 
I did not. I literally thought maybe like three of my friends would laugh. Like I literally thought like you, another guy who inspired me to do the video, and maybe some random person like might come across it and think it was kind of funny. But then it was like then, then Matthew of Botcher Media retweeted it and it went yeah, crazy. Yeah, Matthew's the man. Um, he is. He's hilarious. Yeah, I've luckily been able to know him a little bit more on a personal level too over the last couple of years. We have a lot of mutual friends. It's such a small world. And like the, wrestling is a small world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Matthew, he's a, he's a good dude. That was that was cool of him to do that. For a long time, I've been meaning to like because they do fan submissions for the endings of the Botchamania shows, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And for the longest time, I've been like, why have I not been sending these to him? Like just stuff like this, like because he could use. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Like, I don't know. I got to start doing that more often. It's but wow, bro. Yeah, I just hope I don't get like DMCA or something because like that all the, all that That's footage. True. It's it's a song that I definitely don't own, and it's all footage that I definitely don't own. That's why I put it on Twitter. Also, the only thing that of, like, would get YouTube. you is the song that could get you on Twitter in about seven months. In like yeah. two years, they'll do that. They'll they'll run a copyright sweep, and they may give you a strike, but it's just a strike. You'll just have to go in there and go. I understand. I read the terms. Yeah. Like, so, yo, did you not see the video? Like, are you not, like, it's raw underground, bro. Just leave it. Bro, it's underground. Shh. And that's, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about that here in a second, too, because, like, yeah. there was some stuff about the show that reminded me of the underground. And, uh, and anyway, so, <clears throat> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know exactly where to start. I mean, do y'all just want to jump into Raw? Like, I, I don't yeah, know if there's... Yeah, let's just jump into Raw, and if anyone wants to super chat or donate something and has a, another question, it can be related or not, we'll definitely shill to you to answer it if you pay us. So, yeah, we can just kind of go into it, since it's really... I mean, this whole show was just wild. This, I mean, season premiere. Mm. Were... Yeah. Yeah, so, like, so I, I turned the show on, and it's, like, I don't know how much I had missed, but I, I it was basically, all I saw was what you basically see in this picture. I saw, um... Oh, you didn't see the beginning? No, I don't know what happened with The Fiend and Alexa before Retribution came Okay, out. I can tell you that, because I was paying attention. So, okay. the show starts, and it's just Alexa in the ring, right? And so she's just in there, and she's like, let him in, blah, blah, blah. You know, she says something. I honestly, she's a great actress, but I honestly thought that that part was a little bit lame. Just because I was like, okay. She just didn't sound very convincing, which is a very, like, horrible criticism because she's absolutely been fantastic. But she was like, I don't know, she said some creepy, scary fiend stuff. She said, let him in. And then his whole, he got his whole ass entrance. He got his whole pay-per-view entrance then. So he has his whole entrance. And what I loved about it was Alexa was just standing there. She's just standing there just like this. The whole time. She didn't move. She was like a mannequin. It was amazing. Very skilled actress she is. So she's just standing the whole time. And then he comes in and like grabs her hand. And they're just standing there just like you see in that picture. I mean, she stood like that the whole time as he's coming out. And that's not a short entrance. Like, it's very Undertaker, that entrance. Mm. So he comes in the ring, and they're just standing there. And he's, like, looking all scary. And all of a sudden, it's, like, the it's all red. And then it comes, it's black. And then the Retribution logo starts showing up. And then it, it was the best thing ever because 
like they're just standing there in the ring like just statues they're playing they're doing the mannequin challenge we're going back to what was that 2016 or whatever yeah we're going back to 2016 mannequin challenge retribution just comes in they're like banging on the announce table the the uh what are they called the uh the announcers are like selling it they're like oh my god it's retribution oh my god and they just could not be bothered could not be bothered it was hilarious could not be bothered they get in the ring they have kind of a stare down i guess a mannequin off and then the lights go out in the fiend way, and then they just kind of are like, "All right, bye. Nah, we're not going to do any of this retribution stuff." And then the hurt business comes out, and it's like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, that's how they started. But it was just hilarious, just a no sell. the The retribution no sell by Alexa and the fiend was just amazing. So we're basically in a spot now, if I understand correctly, that so retribution are definitely heels. And the Hurt Business are definitely heels, but fighting the Hurt Business. But the Fiend is a is a face now, right? Like that's because like he's fighting two heel I don't groups. Know. Or I think it's because they this is how they kind of turned the Hurt Business face because the Fiend didn't the, did the Fiend kind of stare them down? I can't remember. I think at the end, the Fiend yeah, came, yeah, he did. Yeah, it looks like he might so feud with like both stare down like an alliance telepathic alliance yeah maybe that's kind of i guess and then, but then also like the hurt business like just beat up titus o'neill for no reason last night and stuff so like they can't they can't really be faces like i don't know it, i mean not that it really necessarily matters to be honest like i think the hurt business is actually a great group but but it's i don't know i guess i'm just really confused watching the show i'm like who am i who who am i supposed to be cheering for here <laughs> like am yeah. i am i supposed like is the fiend this like because I haven't been watching SmackDown. I've just been, like, loosely paying attention. We're at a point right now where, like, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss are in, like, a romance, right? Like, that's clearly what's happening. Like, they're, like, together, like, romantically, at least to some degree. Um, it looks like they're boyfriend and girlfriend, like, this weird relationship. Well, he, he later on in the show, he introduced her as the newest member of the Firefly Funhouse. So, I don't know if she's just been hypnotized and brainwashed. Right. And... She's just being kind of held hostage mentally, hmm. and she'll snap out of it eventually. But I would say, I just, I would think a fiend would be asexual. Asexual? Oh, like, uh, like, like no. He like, doesn't get it down with that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like for a fiend. We're going to get deep here for no reason. I feel like a fiend would see love and attraction as weakness, just kind of like um, he used it against Braun Strowman in the beginning as a weakness to hypnotize him and trick him. Mm, yeah. So I don't know if he's using her in a romantic way per se, but more as just a pawn in his game. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see where all that goes. Dylan's wrestling stuff with a super chat. Dylan, you rule. Thank, Thank you, you so much. He says, I mentioned this in my Raw review. Check out his Raw reviews, by the way. <laughs> He's yeah. on his YouTube channel. Um, says, how does that get retribution over? Where is Ali and his explanation? Just give him a microphone. Well, they did They did let Ali yeah. explain during the show, which we are going to talk about. It was actually, which... that, that was good, I thought, personally. Yeah. A little late. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was supposed to happen last week. 
Um, was it supposed and, to happen last week? And it just didn't. It was, was it was advertised. Like, it was like actually uh, advertised. Yeah, like by the company that he was gonna, and just nothing happened. Um, and how does that get retribution over? Well, yeah, I mean that that leads into the next thing. Thank you, Dylan. Um, this is a great. Yes, thank you so much, Dylan. Um, this is a great way of uh, transitioning into this here because your question about how does this get retribution over that that's a very valid question uh, because in this match the hurt business beats retribution clean in a four on four match and not only did Lashley like make someone tap out he made Dijak tap or whatever the T bar tap out which is the Twitter god <laughs> well and he's of all the people in retribution he's the one who I mean I think Ali is super talented like there's a lot they can do with him but Dijak is like the he has everything you would want out of like a WWE main event superstar. Like he's a big guy who's super athletic, can do high flying stuff, power moves, everything, does it all. And they've I don't I don't know why I mean, I'll just put it this way. I don't know why it wasn't Slapjack in that full Nelson. You know what I mean? Or right. even Mace in that full Nelson. Like they gotta be of all the people, protect T Bar. Like as stupid as the names are. Like protect I mean, this guy is like really, really good if given the opportunity. Um, now, then again, so could Slapjack and Mace, I guess, but, like, T-Bar has... It sounds... I'm trying not to laugh as I say all this. T-Bar... Barbecue. Yeah, a tea bag, as I'm sure everyone... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm the thousandth person to say that. Like, I, I just, I just don't... Of all the people, like, in this group, why would you have him tap out? Like, he's supposed to be this, like, intimidating... He looked like the leader before Ali showed up. Like... Sure did, didn't he? <laughs> and, I mean, it's just... Did they come in? And this is their first, or technically their second match. Their first match um, ended when like one punch was thrown from the outside, and the ref That's was like, "Right, <laughs> they're just like it's just over." Called it off for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I mean, this was I this was weird. Yeah, it just. The, I felt weird. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I like. I'm with you. Like I, I don't. I don't understand how you could possibly book that. Like, they've technically lost their first two matches. Like, they're supposed to be this, like... Like, I've seen people kind of, like, loosely making comparisons between them and, like, The Shield. And I'm, like, literally laughing my ass off, like, holding oh my, my stomach. Like, no. I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, this is... The only similarity between The Shield and Retribution is that they attack people. That's, that's literally it. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a weird... And maybe, like, black. Wearing black. Sure. But you can say that about, like every villain in WWE history pretty much. Um Yeah. I yeah. I I I, I yeah. I just don't I don't understand. I mean Ali once again he cut a good promo which we'll talk about. I wish might as well talk about it now since it's related to this. So Ali basically cuts this yeah. promo and and admits that he was a SmackDown hacker the entire time. That he can get into people's cell phones and stuff like that, which also for people who probably I mean, most people probably forgot this, and, like, I did until he kind of alluded to it, but he was talking about, like, multiple devices. He wasn't talking about just being able to, um, like, get into computers. You can get into your phones. You can get into all this stuff. And I remember, like, years back when there was that whole thing with, like, Corey Graves getting, like, phone calls from people and getting, like, the inside scoop on stuff that he, like, talked For about. who punched Enzo Yeah, and, and it was never resolved as to who that was. Yeah, that it was that his what that his that? Con, that his contact was maybe it was Ali the whole time they could even just say that 
Like, just tie it into any any loose end that was never... He was the anonymous GM. Well, that was Hornswoggle, if you remember. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that was another one of those where they literally just like, all right, let's just kill this GM, GM thing. Just have, just have it be Hornswoggle so everyone forgets about the Hornswoggle it. Hornswoggle was a cover. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So Ali, like, ten it's years or so... IRL. <laughs> there you go. Too busy fighting crime, for real. <laughs> yeah so yeah sure why not any any storyline that the wwe has not gtv for those of you who might remember uh it was a weird backstage camera thing in like the late 90s that everyone thought was going to be gold dust and like it wound up just never being a thing maybe that was ollie too you know 20 years before he debuted um i don't i don't know either way the the promo was good ollie came out and he actually did a really good promo talking about how he's been the hacker this whole time and uh, the company didn't want to get behind a guy named Mustafa Ali and, like, all this kind of stuff. And I thought it was a really – but on the same token, and I don't know I don't know if WWE's goal is to make everyone right now seem like a tweener instead of just, like, a straight healer babyface. Because they have – there is sympathy to the Retribution group. Like, if you look yeah. at the story for what it is, these are people that were basically held down by the company, promised opportunities that get, didn't get them, so they're trying to do something about it. And Ali's reasoning is like pretty valid. He's like, basically, because my name was Mustafa, they didn't think that I was like pushable. Like, and yeah. and I'm gonna prove to people it doesn't matter what what your background is, you can be successful. And like that's, that's like a, a very face tale right there. It's, it's a very baby face, exactly. So I'm like. I'm just so confused watching all this because then you have, like I said, the Hurt Business, which is literally like the four most badass dudes in a group together just beating people up and, and like they're the only people standing up to Retribution outside of The Fiend. So you want to cheer for them. Yeah, that's weird. But then they but then they beat up Titus O'Neil who's like just trying to join the group um, and it's Ricochet. Titus, man. Yeah. deserve that. He's such a good dude. Yeah. And then you have, uh, he is, he in real life, he's definitely, I mean, he's like the poster yeah, boy for that like company. Yeah, he's a literal angel. Yeah, so especially here in the Tampa Bay area, like true does great work. But regardless, he still got beat up. <laughs> but what? Did, so what do you think about all that? With like not only just Retribution losing this match, but just clean by tap, not even like getting knocked out, like giving up. I hated like, it. And then I the hated it. Yeah, and then what? Did, but what did you think about the like the promo and like where do you think it's like heading? I thought the promo was interesting. I expected it because I'm a member of Fightful Select, and Fightful Select had told me that Mustafa Ali was going to be revealed as the hacker on SmackDown. So, or the SmackDown hacker on Raw. Yeah. Because what are brands anymore? Right. And I thought the promo was a much-needed, like, boost. However, it would have looked infinitely more badass had they gotten a win. Yeah, oh, for so, sure. So, like, it's just, it, it's frustrating because... While, in one sense, I want to give them grace and give them time to explain themselves for their loss and kind of build themselves back up for some reason. But it's like, in the other sense, I'm kind of mad because why should I care? Why should I care about this group of people, these hackers, who can hack into my phone, they can <laughs> hack into, you know, our, you know stream of on the tv they can you know tear ropes and throw cinder blocks into windows and turn over cars but they can't win a match why should i care why should i care right and i want to care 
I want to care. I really do because I think it's interesting. I think it's different. I think, well, it's not really different, but it's different from what we've been used to. And I like the actual people within Retribution and, you know, for their sakes, I want to give them, you know, a shot and I want to, I think it's kind of a fun premise, you know, WWE dirty to us dirty. So we're going to come in and wreck and we're just going to do stuff. But to me, it's like, well, you lost that. No wonder WWE did you dirty. Is that, you can't win a match. Thank you. You're like literally like, I don't know how every, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say you're, I think saying what a lot of people are like are thinking like this is exactly what's going through all of our heads when this stuff is happening it's like it just does it just doesn't it just makes them all like like it's like we were held down because we weren't getting opportunities and then you get an opportunity well, and you look. lose yeah it's like that's the most frustrating thing to me and i don't know if that's like throwing shade at us as fans and telling us to shut up or what i'm hoping that this goes somewhere but given the track record of wwe i'm a little nervous i'm a little nervous like i don't know ali was i was hoping he was like gonna be the saving grace and then they just don't mention him for an entire week because the draft happened and then he comes on and you know he cuts this really great promo i mean fantastic promo but he, after his little groupies taken out, so it's it's frustrating. What it looks like to me, and I could be way off on this, but it looks like they're really trying to build up like groups and factions again because like they're using a lot of like pairings yeah. and trios and stuff. Even though they just broke up the New Day and Lucha House Party, but there there's you know what I'm saying like there's a lot of this yeah. going on right now. And even on, on NXT, you have, like, the Undisputed Era and all that stuff. And, like, there's... Which which I, I like factions and stuff. But I feel like if you're going to do it, just, like, start going all the way with some of the stuff. Like, you yeah. have you have the Hurt Business, all right? People can say what they want to about him personally. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but he's a part of the show, and I have to treat him like everybody else. Matt Riddle's on Raw. He's got nothing to do. Put him in the Hurt Business. Like, take like take people, yeah. uh, Riddick Moss and Arturo Huras from Raw Underground. Put him in the Hurt Business. They were kicking people's yeah. asses in the Underground. Like, put him in the Hurt Business. Like, start assembling a, a fucking army. Like, let's get, like, you, like, it's not just the four. Like, like let's start putting in, like, let's get this to, like, ten people of, like, legit badass. Because they have some legit badass fighters. And, like, Riddick Moss, he's not some, like, actual MMA superstar or anything like that, but... The way they built him in the underground was like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. He just goes out there and throws no. down against anybody. Like, he went after Braun Strowman like five times in one night. It's like, okay, that's what yeah. I want to see. This guy's crazy. Like, throw him in there. He's willing to throw down. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they'll do something with that. Maybe they'll transition kind of like some of that underground stuff into, because the Hurt Business tried to take over the underground. Maybe they, maybe they can make a story out of that where they like, you know, while they were running the underground, they got to know some of those guys, and they're going to bring them in as fighters for them, like, to help them out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do something. But uh, you, you have, like, all these people on Raw with, like, no direction. And then you have the Hurt Business in, like, every segment, but they're switching between heels and baby faces each time. And the same kind of things going on with Retribution. I can only see Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre so many times before I just don't care at all, which we're going to get to. So there's there's so much... There's a lot more to talk about. And Dylan, I saw another super chat from you. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. My daughter just got home, so she was showing me something cool. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah, I saw, I saw you. That. That's awesome. 
Um, but um, I can read it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, thank you so much, Dylan. Again, we, we super duper appreciate it, like more than you could ever realize. So thank you. It says retribution can be added to the list of failures in WWE history. Completely dead. Um, seems like they've got one foot in the ground for sure. Uh, I don't know who can revive them. I'm hoping Ali can, you know, perform some expert CPR and uh, bring bring retribution back from the dead. But uh, yeah, it's not looking good, Dylan. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I I don't because they're gonna have to. They're going to have to make some significant changes to how this is all working for me to care at all at this point with Retribution. Because, like you're saying, like, okay, so we just saw that group of four cannot beat the Hurt... Like, well, I can't say cannot, but has not been able to beat the Hurt business. First time they tried, got DQ'd because they, they needed a cheat to try to win. Second time, just straight up tap out. Okay, so does this mean that some of these Retribution members are going to be replaced with, like, better people who can win matches? Or or is this, like, or is this just supposed to be to where, like, okay, well, the Hurt Business is just so badass as a group. Like, maybe Retribution, their next match, they just smoke, you know, four mid-card guys or something. Like, I don't, or, I don't know. Or do you have Ali go out there? And, and as much as I like Ali, I'm real interested to see him work as a singles wrestler as a heel. Because, like, most of what makes yeah. him entertaining is his cool moves. And he's not going to be doing that as a heel. So like, it's true, you know, and I think he's, I think he's capable of pulling it off. Like, I think he's very, very talented, but I, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I'll say this. I have not been impre- impressed at all by Mace or Slapjack. I'm just going to be honest. Like I, I don't, I, I think Dijak is great, but if I didn't know of him beforehand, I'd feel the same way about him. You know what I mean? If I didn't right? know, if I hadn't seen him in the indies, I would not, I'd feel the same way. I'd be like, all these guys are no good, you know? Yeah, um, like, they are silly. Yeah, oh, and somebody mentioned it here, too, Dabakato. Put Dabakato in the Hurt Business. Same same, right? same scenario. Like, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about this, because this is going to be, this is the next thing anyway. So, like, we had AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle, <laughs> and and AJ Styles' new bodyguard is the guy who was watching the door for the Raw Underground, the really big the dude, biggest man ever. Yeah, the and tallest man. I'll say a few things about this guy. One, if he can wrestle at all, push the fuck out of him. Like he's yeah. huge. Like this is like Ooh. this is like a this is the kind of guy that would make like Sports Center. On like like be like oh my god look at this guy yeah this guy yeah WWE's new top superstar is legit seven feet tall and can do a moonsault or whatever I don't know if he can do a moonsault you know what I mean but I'm just saying if he can do if he can do anything if he can do anything even like competent in the ring like I you got to do something with that guy if you even great Kali the damn world championship like do something with this guy um. Jordan, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but yeah, I know his first name is Jordan. Uh, Omo, Omo, Be- Omo Behin? Omo Behin? I'm not... Omo Behin. Omo Behin? Yeah, I'm not sure. I am not sure how to how to pronounce that, to be fully honest, but I'll, I'll just refer to him as Jordan. Jordan O. Jordan O. Jordan O. J-O. <laughs> J-O. You get KO'd so, by J-O. There you go. Um, Step on you. <laughs> but th- this is when I knew for sure 
because we had seen the reports i had made the video and all that stuff but we weren't no one as like actually from the WWE like announced like raw underground's dead and this was the clear-cut signal for me was like there's no one watching the door there can't be anyone in there fighting it's not protecting shane there's nothing the underground's gone this is no underground um I tweeted it myself. I saw a lot of people agreeing uh, that this should have been Abyss and not Jordan because, like, that Abyss with uh, Styles on SmackDown was so yeah. good. Um, but uh, <laughs> but what did he think about all this? Because at the end of the day, Styles winds up getting the win. But it's because Riddle, who is a legitimate badass UFC fighter like who was a damn good ufc fighter he actually had a, a record for 11 years that just got broken this past weekend for most I saw that. most ground strikes landed in a three-round fight like so the, he was damn good but he lost his match because he went to the outside jordan like clinched his fist yeah, and he matt went, he went yeah and then matt riddle got scared and ran away from him right into the Styles Clash. And I was like, why? I get that he's a big, I get that Jordan's huge. But, like, couldn't that have been anyone but Matt Riddle? Like, why? I don't even yeah, see Matt but... Riddle running scared from people when he's a fucking UFC alum. Like, he shouldn't be afraid of anybody. He should be calling out Brock Lesnar. Like, what, what, running away from people. Um... So anyway, what did you think about this match, and what did you think about Jordan being the uh, the bodyguard for AJ Styles? The match was all right. I was just laughing at how little AJ Styles looked, like just next to this behemoth. Like it just looked hilarious. It's interesting. I think that Jordan is a very interesting character. I guess I mean he's a real person, but it's an interesting. Wait, it was interesting to put him with AJ Styles for one because AJ Styles doesn't need protection. AJ Styles doesn't need like a security agency. He's not a Seth Rollins, you know. He's not a chicken poop heel, you know. He's AJ Styles. He can very much well defend for himself, no matter his size, you know. So that was interesting to put him with AJ Styles. Especially because AJ Styles is not, like, the tallest person in the WWE. Like, not even close. And just made him look so small. <laughs> I just... I it, it was distracting, honestly. It's interesting, though. I think AJ Styles is unstoppable enough without a large man standing around looking intimidating for him. So, with a tall man that... Is very scary, like, standing around who could squish me with his, like, big toe. I mean, he could go after any championship he wants, honestly. Like, who's going to stop that that huge, tall guy? Yeah, I don't know short-term uh, exactly what will happen, but, like, I, I'd I imagine. No but long-term, what's, what's inevitable is eventually AJ <clears throat> will turn on him, and or vice versa, and... And AJ will make that guy look like a million bucks, whether he can wrestle or not. So, I mean, that yeah. is, so that is one thing that makes sense about the pairing is like, if you want to get this guy's screen time and you want him to be ringside watching literally, I mean, arguments can be made for plenty of people, but I'd put AJ, AJ Styles, in my opinion, is still up there as like one of the best wrestlers in the entire world, any company. And 
you get to watch him wrestle from ringside. And then, uh... My husband doesn't have, my do- my husband doesn't have to go to jury duty. Oh, he nice. He did his service. <laughs> nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he'll get to watch uh, one of the best in the world from ringside. He'll get to learn a lot. Hey. And then whenever, whenever they have a match, like, I mean, if Jordan can even... Once again, I, I don't want to, like, minimalize like what he's capable of because i don't i just don't know i've never seen him like actually wrestle a match um but if he can work at all aj styles will make him look incredible exactly and maybe that and you just really brought up a great point like maybe maybe that's maybe him being paired with aj styles is like actually a really good thing for jordan because maybe wwe thinks very very highly of him and wants him to go over Sorry, they're playing doctor. <laughs> um, and the best person to put him with would be AJ Styles. The best person to make him look like a million bucks would be AJ Styles. Obviously, eventually, I don't know what they're going to do in the meantime, how they get there. But if you want to get with anybody who is going to make you look good, going to teach you how to look good, and keep you looking good, I mean, it's AJ Styles. So... I think I think what you said was very very true. After that, we had Oscar and Lana. This was for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I watched a little bit of this. I was watching football at the same time. Um, I I mean, from what I remember, Lana got a little bit of offense, and most of it didn't look very good. But like some of it, yeah, was all right. it lasted longer than I thought. <laughs> um. And then, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Over there. Um, but, uh, a shot. um, gotcha. But, uh, but then Lana went through the announce table again. So, uh, which I missed, but Jesse informed me of beforehand. I, uh, I think that's hilarious. I, I love the idea of her just going through the table every week. Like, that's actually really funny to me. But I don't want to see Lana with the, the women's championship at all. So, like, I'm, totally cool with oscar retaining here but uh but yeah any 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 thoughts on this match or anything about this uh i for some reason my husband and i both were like oh my god lana's gonna win this isn't she we're like oh you know like oh man they might do that (laughs) but she didn't thank god um no offense to lana but she did get a lot of offense in which was interesting against oscar so I mean, but, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, it was just, it was a match between Lana and Asuka that happened. And Nia Jax decided to show up and say hey. And so did uh, Shayna. And then, you know, Nia just said, hey, Lana, look at this table. And just threw her right through it. So. There you go. Yeah, just keep putting Lana on the table each week. I'm good with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. In this match, I didn't pay attention to. I don't know what I was doing. I was kind of, I was laughing because the Rise Squad's on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, my God, just... it just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I saw I saw Sean Ross Sapp uh, complaining about that on Twitter as well, which he has every right in the world to do. Um, I I know that some people like they try to justify all this, and like here's the thing, like me personally, I know me and him differ here. I don't think there should be brand split at all. I think that they should just the, the best people no. should wrestle on the mo- as often as possible. There are enough wrestling companies out there at this point where like AEW exists, New Japan exists, Impact exists, ROH exists. The Indies, when you know 
without the COVID stuff and, you know, like is, you know, they're making their returns. Uh, like GCW's running a lot of shows and and there's a lot of indies. Like the Southeast, there's a lot of indies running right now and stuff. So like there's, there's opportunity. I'm not, I'm not saying like I want people out of a job. Like that's definitely not like the point of what I'm saying, but it's something where like, I just don't think you need, I, I, as a fan, I don't want the brand split. Cause if there wasn't a brand split, I'd probably watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Because yeah. a lot of the reason I don't watch the shows is because there's a lot of talent I just don't want to see on the shows. And I'm not saying that's the case for everyone in this match, but it's one of those things where, like, okay, so you make a brand split. All right, let's deal with that. Well, there was a there was a draft last week, and this last team here, week. and this team here is not on the show anymore. And I get it. It's like, oh well, but but Steven, farewell. But Steven. The, the the women's tag team titles are defended on both brands, so anybody can wrestle for them. Well, uh, that's stupid. That's really fucking stupid. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna be on both brands, like that's fine. But that's the champion. The champions go to each brand. By that same logic, just anyone can show up anywhere. Like it is, and the same thing happened here. With uh, not with this. I didn't even watch this. That would that just looked like. It. I once again, no. I, I don't need to see him. Elias got some tunes though. Did he? I was about to say I don't need to watch like a mediocre. They were not bad. They were <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for him. I that's I didn't expect to hear <laughs> that. Um, and I I don't I don't want to skip too far ahead. I was gonna say that you know the the Otis thing also like we'll talk about it, but like he's on SmackDown too. Like, and I get that he was in a mask, but it's like, what's the point of doing these drafts and then within a week? It just doesn't matter. Like it's such, and you know, but to be fair, I have to bring this point up because this surprised me. I was watching football. Uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago with my family, and the games are on Fox, so they're running all these SmackDown mm-hmm. ads during Fox. And my dad was like, "Well, that's pretty cool. They're doing a draft. Like that sounds pretty interesting." And like my dad doesn't care about the WWE at all. And I was like, "Oh." There it is. Like I bet you, they they pop that rating once a year for the for both the shows because they the the not even casual the is the non wrestling fans get hyped up about it because they like the idea of the draft. Like they're not even wrestling fans and they're tuning in for the draft, and that's how they're popping these ratings. The draft ends, they stop caring, and then we're left as the hardcore fans to sit there and try to make sense of all the stuff that just doesn't make any sense after the draft. So. Um. Oh, yep. Yeah. Dylan with another super chat, killing it, man. Thank you, thank, D- you. thank you, Dylan. Yeah, Jess, you want to take that one as well? Yes. If this fatal four-way, this women's fatal four-way, showed you anything, it's that the Raw women's division is effing horrendous. Well, didn't look good last night. Certainly looked a little strange. I guess the tag division is definitely strange, especially when they put. Peyton Royce with Lacey Evans. Yeah, that was why, bad. That was bad. Like, yeah, that made no sense. I think it. I don't think the women are horrendous or anything, but I think that the the booking and I don't know if they know what exactly to do with the women at this point. Um, but yeah, no, I. They have some explaining to do, Dylan. I definitely agree with that. So thank you so much, Dylan. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm with you, Dylan, to a, to a degree. Because part of the issue also is like the overall women, um, like the like that the WWE has signed. I'd say that in comparison to all the other 
companies outside of well even including impact i think impact has a really underrated knockouts division they're they got a lot of really good talent there but i i think that that wwe has the most the best amount of the most women's talent if that makes sense like if you like but not all of them are like but they're not all of them are like are, are a part of the show at the moment either like charlotte's not there and she's like huge for them um becky obviously not being there that's huge for them um i i I mean i'll straight up say it like i don't care at all and this is going to sound harsh about this entire part of this match nothing about it i like i I like i like Shayna baszler a lot um i'm glad they're just they're doing something with her and i am not an Nia Jax fan but i do like the team of Nia and Shayna together i think that that is a good dynamic but the rest of this, I like. I could totally go without seeing on Monday nights, and that's the Dylan's point. I think is like, okay, mm-hmm. so you have some really good talent right here. This is my personal opinion. People can sit here and say that the everyone else here is is incredible, and that I'm not going to argue or fight you over it. Like it's totally opinion. But when you have these two, and then you have like a couple others kind of sprinkled in, I'm, I'm with you, Dylan. I don't. It's it's not looking good. If you look over on SmackDown, I'm I'm gonna be a little off because of the draft because I didn't pay that much attention. But you're mm-hmm. gonna have what Bailey over there, Sasha over there, um, who are both super Billy super talented. Kay. Uh, okay, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'm trying to Billy think Kay. of like I'm trying to I'm trying to make a point of like SmackDown having a good roster, but I might not be able to do that. Um. Bianca Belair, uh, she's all right. Naomi's all right. Oh yeah, she put it on her, man. She could run the women's division. So there, there's still some, some, and then NXT's got some good ones as well. I mean, like, oh yeah, I think NXT of, is top tier. Yeah, like Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, um, Candice LeRae. Like they got, Tony they got Storm. Tony Storm. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of. So it's really so, Dylan. I think kind of, and, and you are saying the Raw Women's Division. So you are, and I think if you're looking at just Raw, That's true. I think that you're yeah. making a really valid point. I do. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Sure. After that, we had Jeff Hardy <laughs> crashing Elias's concert. So you were saying He's that mainly in Elias concert, he sang two songs. I saw a bunch of pyro. I had it muted. But I saw I saw you got a, a lot of pyro. So so I'm assuming what happened here based on the picture is Elias was like about to like either go into his third song or had just finished, and then Hardy came out and hit him with a guitar. So this is what happened. So Elias has two songs, and he's done. So he hands his guitar to a stagehand that's hooded and looks suspicious. But hey, you know stagehand whatever. So you know stagehand goes to put the guitar away. And Elias is like, you know, kind of like, yeah, good job, band. We did it. Yes. Work. And, you know, they like, he's walking back and he kind of turns around. And he goes, you know what? He walks over to somebody. He goes, you know what? I think we're going to do one more song. And he's like, where's my guitar? And all of a sudden you hear like shredding. Mm. And the guy who was, was handed the guitar is shredding on the guitar. And we all know Jeff Hardy can play guitar. And so the guy turns around takes off his hood and his mask and it's Jeff Hardy and he whacks him with the guitar as seen there in that picture. And yeah, he said some words <laughs> and then, uh, you know, his music hit and that was that. But uh, yeah, Elias low key, good tunes, good tunes. They were actually not bad. They were pretty basic, I would say, as far as like, 
I would say, I don't even know what genre to put in, like, bluesy, alternative, not even alternative, that's that's an insult to folky country i i i get i i get it like it was it was good basic music it was not bad he's basically playing he's basically playing from what you just described he's he's probably playing he's probably playing like like basic yeah 80s like 80s sounding guitar with like somewhat of a country style singing to it probably about how it sounds Country and blues. Yeah, Country and blues is a little was, bit of rock and roll. It reminded me uh, of like an unplugged. Mm, ooh, so we're gonna compare this to Nirvana right. now. Okay, so I I don't I don't I don't know I didn't hear it I don't know I, what I will say is I think that Elias he's super dedicated because I remember him talking in interviews years ago about how he had to teach himself how to play guitar for the character like he didn't even know how to play well, guitar yeah which uh. So, sucktacular noise. That's the genre. That's funny. I know. <laughs> well, see, the thing to me of what made Elias in a, like a funny character, or even a character like worth watching to me at first, was because he was so mediocre. Like that's what I thought the character was initially. Was like yeah. this guy he keeps calling play. himself. Yeah, he he was calling himself like the vagabond and like this uh, the drifter or whatever, and he was. You know, going city to city, sharing his music and spreading the word uh, to walk with Elias, and then he'd go out there, and it was like, it sounded kind of. I don't know if you if you've ever uh, there's like these old videos. It'd be like so and so shreds, and it'd be like, yes. uh, yeah, like that's that's that should have been the gimmick. Is like he's going out there and just like really poorly playing these songs that everybody yeah. knows. Um, which was what he was kind of doing because he was just really novice at guitar and singing at the time. Um, I thought that would have been way better than him being an actual musician because uh, his... everyone knows he isn't a real musician outside of like the like the WWE, like the yeah, WWE. I'm reminds... yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. What well, was this to say? Like uh, we know, like Jeff Hardy has an actual band. Chris Jericho has an actual yeah. band. Like there are like Jeff, like Elias is a, only a musician when it comes to. Like, WWE produced CDs that he's done kind of stuff. Yeah. I will say, it. while it seemed his guitar skills had improved, he was also playing on an electric and on an acoustic, which is far simpler to shred on. Yes. Um, so I can't really gauge his true ability. He was lip syncing. Sorry, I'm plugging my computer. Uh, okay, so I, I mean, I assume oh. that, but like it was, it was pretty clear that he was lip syncing. He looked. I mean, it looked to me like he was lip syncing. Um, uh, looked like he was actually playing guitar. I mean, as a guitar player myself, I mean, it looked like it. Um, but yeah, you're right. He reminds me of just the bro that lifts weights. He's super buff like at the gym and he's like yeah man i play guitar but on this like just on his nights off just smokes weed and plays guitar like brings it to parties can shred a little bit you know he can hit some of them cool little riffs and kind of do some solos and look cool brings it to the party um, only knows wonderwall yeah exactly <laughs> he's like yeah man you know he wants to be that guy he doesn't remind me of like like a Jeff Hardy or like, because like, if you're, I feel like the real musicians don't 
make their gimmick that they're a musician, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess historically speaking, most because even like the Jeff Jarrett, like back in the day, like he it turned out that he was like the whole storyline was he was lip syncing and actually was the road dog singing for him the entire time and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think throughout history, like actual. Yeah, you're right. I don't think that any actual like legitimate musician outside of WWE has ever like done the. The, the gimmick. I think Jericho has his like whole song that's his entrance, but he doesn't really. He's he's not sitting there playing guitar and singing it. He's he just walks out to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. He's not like promoting Judas or promoting Fozzie on TV. Not he's anymore. Rest- yeah, back in the day, he used to he used to mm-hmm. he used to do this whole thing where he would say that the lead singer of Fozzie was this guy Mongoose McQueen that looked and sounded exactly yeah. like him. Uh, because he was trying to keep the cover that he that Chris Jericho wasn't the lead singer Fozzie, but Mongoose McQueen was. I used to think that was really funny. Yeah, see, even then <coughs> he didn't want it. He didn't want it to get out. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Um, yeah, I I missed this match unfortunately. Um, you were saying it was good. I mean, I would imagine it was probably pretty good. The two of these guys have wrestled each other about a trillion times. Um, how, how did this one go? And um, I did see that <laughs> Biggie was on the yeah Biggie was full the, nip. Old titties yeah. out there, uh, big nipping. So he was definitely shirtless in the Thunderdome, which you know something I would get banned for. But it was definitely sad because the New Day just is not the same. So that whole thing was really sad. But yeah, Kofi absolutely looked great in this match. Him and Sheamus looked good. It was a, you know, it's one of those matches you put it together and you go, okay, yeah, this is going to be good. And it was. It wasn't anything like particularly special. It was good. It was good. I was distracted by Big E. I miss him, but it was good. And, uh, and what it looks like, it looks like you just got him clean with the Trouble in Paradise, so. Yeah. I mean, which also, like, I, like, I don't hate Sheamus. I don't want it to come off like I'm some, like, giant Sheamus hater, but, like, I don't, I don't, like, need to see him anymore either. Like, I feel like he's done what he's done. The WWE, like, he's got, he's had a really good career. Like, he still could be a part of the show, but I also, like, they got so much talent, like, that they have signed for, like, I'd really like to see just kind of some newer people yeah. in there. But, I mean, I guess kind of the same could be said about Kofi, but Kofi's, like, wrestling at a really high level and had, like, that great title reign and everything. I know. Um, so, once once again, this is uh, they both are definitely good enough to be on the show. I don't want it to sound... But it's, like, I want I want some new stuff. Like, give me some new people. Yeah. Um, that, that, that can win. Not new people like Retribution that go out there and lose their first matches. Um, then you had El Gran Gordo, who was obviously... <laughs> <laughs> obviously Otis who is also on the SmackDown roster, along with Tucker, defeating the Miz and Morrison. Um, how did uh, how was this match, and how did this one end? I literally only paid attention in the beginning. This is, like, when I start fading off of Raw. Like, I just, I have things to do. I just, it, it does not keep my attention ever. But Otis being El Gran Gordo, was hilarious to me. Could not stop laughing. The Miz could not stop laughing. Morrison could not stop laughing. It was funny. Like, every time Miz didn't have the microphone, he was just, like, turning away, like, laughing, because it was so funny. Uh, this was weird. 
but I thought it was hilarious. It made me laugh a lot, and I was thankful. And seeing him wrestle in that mask was really funny. And, yeah, I was there. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand where they're going with this. I really don't. I get it. Like, he's got the money in the bank. They're taking the court or whatever. But it's, like, such a mess. Well, yeah. It's such a mess. Because you have, like, what I'm thinking about is, like, okay, so he has the money in the bank, like you just said. So this guy, like, that we're seeing right here, right now, doing this is supposed to be a credible challenger to either Drew McIntyre or, or Roman Reigns. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, this does, this is not good for Otis at all. <laughs> like, like, what are they... <laughs> well, I they mean, said he's going to cash it in on the tag titles. Oh, is see. he? Okay, so... It, oh, even, that, I, even dumber. Why would you do that? <laughs> Would, hold on. Like, logically speaking, if you're Otis, why would you do that? Because like, he rubbed... He, oh, he rubbed himself with a ham after this. He rubbed right. himself down with a ham. Because Mandy, right. came, Mandy <laughs> came back. Oh, now, oh, okay. So, man... We are talking about a professional wrestling show, by the way. Uh, Mandy rose and gave him a celebratory victory ham. And he rubbed it, proceeded to use it to moisturize his torso and his thorax. And they he did a dance, and then they faded out. Yeah. That's yeah. wow. about, I literally don't remember the wrestling. I remember he did the caterpillar thing. Oh, well, I that, just dude, that's par for the course, though. He can't go out there and not do the, Vince will not let him go dude, out there and not do I, the caterpillar, so... That's part of it. That's why he, that's why he's getting this entire push. Is because Vince saw him do that, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is some good shit." Um, but he can't even do that. Why yeah. does he do that? Yeah. He's not supposed to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jordan Lasseter. He was popular at the time with the Money in the Bank. No, I agree. Like, I actually here's the thing. I actually like Otis. I love I'm just, Otis. I'm just I have saying. Sure. Yeah, you you do. I don't, but you definitely do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do. you definitely do. I, I, like, I, I think I was even saying this when he was in NXT. I was saying this guy's going to be a bigger singles wrestler. Dude, I got to find these old tweets where when, when, when heavy machinery got brought up with like Ricochet and, um, I think it was maybe EC3. They brought up like a handful of NXT people at the same time yeah, a couple years ago. Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody had asked who is going to like have the best career out of all these people. And almost everyone was saying EC3. And I said, Ooh. and I said, heavy machinery, more particular Otis, because I could see that he's literally like, because you know, Vince will look at that once he sees a guy who looks like him, but knows he can also do the comedy stuff, but, but also is like, so Otis is strong as fuck. Like he's legitimately Ooh. incredibly yeah. strong. He lifts weights. Yes. And, and and so I think he's he's almost like a really he's almost like a small version of Vader to me, which or which like is Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, that's a that's fair as well. Like I, so I, I'm not against Otis getting a push. Like that's not it at all. It's that he wins the briefcase and like now this is where we're at with him with the briefcase. It's not even a briefcase anymore. It's a lunchbox. Right, a lunchbox. 
Jesus. So, so yeah, I, I mean, that's that just the thing. That is shaming. Well, and so, but, like, I mean, the point you brought up, though, about, like, him using it for the tag titles, like, I mean, it's a little more understandable if his character is going to be doing these kind of things and, like, he winds up cash. But even then, like, why... That just makes Otis look so dumb. Like you had a That's shot at the is. you had a shot at the world title. You'd have a shot at at tag team titles anyways. Like that everyone gets shots at the tag team titles. Like that doesn't that's not hard to achieve in the WWE. It's like they just have not look at Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with the women's division. They just had nothing else to do. They're like, hey, it's tag team titles. Like I mean, there's why why would you waste it on the tag team titles? Is what I'm getting at. And even then, yeah. like. I mean, if you if you feel like you're in over your head going for the world title, go for the IC or US title or something. Do 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 something. But go against Sami Zayn, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that would actually probably be really good. But like the the problem I would have with him doing like the world title thing is like imagine him standing face to face with Drew McIntyre right now. Like after like all the things Drew McIntyre has done since WrestleMania, and then you have Otis. Oh, let's get it, Tucky. Let's do it. You know, it's just like, oh god, he doing would... the caterpillar. And Drew just kicks his head off. No, I think <laughs> Otis would make him laugh, and he would feel bad, and he'd give him a sympathy win. That's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think, I think. Did that you just that say that you think how... that Drew McIntyre would just let Otis beat him because he feels yes, bad for he'd him? Just lay in the ring. Oh and my just, god, like, you are too cute. <laughs> That is worse than the finger. That is worse than the finger poke of doom. All over you and celebrate. He could. Otis could stuff, like stuff the ham on Drew McIntyre's face, and just make him collapse. You could do one, two, three. Rum ham, like always sunny. Rub it into his pores. Yes. Get him intoxicated. Get him. Get him suspended. Wellness policy violation. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was the sad thing is there was somebody who was it somebody like got canned from the WWE oh I remember who it was now yeah I won't bring that up but somebody lost their job in the WWE not that long ago because they were like wrestling drunk um, oh yeah yeah I remember that, that. Um, but anyway um, we have oh yeah this was another just this was wow so we have Braun Strowman and Keith Lee I figured going into this match there'd just be no winner. Like it'd be like McIntyre comes out and kicks them both, or yeah, you some retribution. You always have the out with them just attacking people. Um, the Fiend, same thing. You basically have the Fiend and Retribution doing the same gimmick, and not not the same gimmick, but the same like the lights go out and they disappear and re- reappear and all that stuff. Um, oh, my head went away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Strowman winds up winning this. What winds up happening is Keith Lee has him between his legs, like he's going to go for like his uh, spirit bomb or something, and Braun Strowman just lifts his head up, and the back of his head, uh, you know, crashes up against uh, the balls of Braun Strowman, or sorry, the balls of Keith Lee, and as Keith <laughs> Lee is holding his junk, Braun Strowman gives him a big boot, and that's it. Big boot, one, two, three. Um, and then after the match... Keith Lee kicks Strowman in the dick really hard. Um, so that's the feud. The two biggest guys they've got who can work. Uh, that's it. 
I love Jamie's tweet. He's like, I'm watching two grown men grab their balls moaning at each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Oh, um, God, what was this? It was Keith, so sad. Like, Keith Lee is so good. Like He's so good. Like, Braun Strowman, I don't think he's very good, but, like, he's he's... He's in a position where, like, he's established. He's always going to be a credible person because of his size and the things he can do well. Mm -hmm. But I think he's very limited. You have a guy like Keith Lee who is limitless. And, uh, and yeah, and this is it. Uh, and so I, what I'm going to guess is we're going to see this at Hell in a Cell. Um, and uh, I don't really... Ball for ball. Oh, ball for a ball match. Oh, that's a great idea. See, that was the exact opposite of your idea of, of the the finger poke <laughs> of doom for, for Tucky or for uh for Otis. This is this is this is that five hundred IQ fucking big that's brain right. booking right here. So yeah, ball for a ball match. I like it. Ball for a ball. Imagine how big those balls are. We got a super chat oh from Dylan. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. I just spit everywhere. <laughs> Oh, salivating, thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for your super chat. Keith Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Dylan says, Keith Lee just lost to an injured and absolutely irrelevant Braun Strowman. His main roster run has been a complete failure. Was this a part of the great creative plan they had for him? Man, thank you again, Dylan. But it's been like, ever since they changed his music, it's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's where we're going from here. I mean, I don't know. I hope that I, – I don't know. I, I just – I have faith that they will know what to do with Keith Lee, but they're just kind of pussyfooting around waiting for this Randy Orton-Drew McIntyre feud to kind of end. Yeah. I think. That's, well, how, that's how it seems. Yeah. But thank you so much, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, thank you again, man. You you rule. Um, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm with you, man. I, I think you're on the money again. Like, they put Keith Lee over Randy Orton, like, right away. Right? Isn't that what they did? Like, they had him come out and, like, beat him. Like, it was nothing at that last pay-per-view. I think Drew McIntyre interviewed... Oh, yeah. Well, he interviewed... Drew McIntyre kept interfering. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, let me know in the chat. I think... I feel like... I feel like Keith Lee just straight up beat Randy Orton clean on, like, a big show, like, right when he came in. Um, but either way, yeah. since then, it's been pretty much nothing. Um, it's been really badly booked. It's like you bring the guy in and you make it seem like, okay, here's the next world title challenger. Like, he just won the NXT title. They took it off him super fast so they could, like, mainline him to the to the Raw or SmackDown. <coughs> and, yeah, this is... Like, so you... So, so at the end of the day, you had Keith Lee be the one to beat Adam Cole, longest running NXT champion of all time. You have Keith Lee and that title reign just to take the belt off Payback. of him and do this. Payback. Yeah. yeah. Just just to do this. Like, what's the point? Why didn't you just leave him in NXT to have a, a world title run? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like... If if the plan was Keith Lee and Randy Orton whenever Randy Orton beats Drew McIntyre for the belt this Sunday, if that's what happens, or even if Drew McIntyre retains, regardless, if Keith Lee is going to wind up being the next challenger, why would like, why did you do all any of this? Like, leave him with the NXT title, have him lose 
this, like this weekend or or this Wednesday or whatever, and then bring him up and have him yeah. wrestle for the title. Like you didn't need to have him come up, beat Orton, and then just look like everyone else until a title opportunity is there. It's, it's so, it's so bonehead to me. And then you also have Matt Riddle there, <clears throat> who has a history with Keith Lee. Um, once again, there's a lot of stuff Matt Riddle outside the outside the ring yeah. going on right now. But at the same, that's it's running its legal course. We're gonna see what happens there. But they're still using him on the show. So if they're using him on the show. Like him and Keith Lee have history. They can be tag teaming. They can be wrestling each other. There's like, there's just so much, there's just so much missed opportunity all over the show. It's like, it's, it's so crazy to me. Um, and like Braun Strowman, how many times are you going to try y'all? Like how many yeah. times? Like this guy isn't, he just isn't that good. Let's just be honest. He's very large. He does a couple things well, but is this really the guy that they want as like a, I mean, Roman tapped him out on, on SmackDown. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, and I like Roman. Roman should should be winning those matches, but it's like, I don't need to see Strowman as the champion. I don't need to see him in the title picture. You have other... There's other guys that can do this that just have way more talent, in my opinion, but it's just... Yeah, it just is I what it is. It. I just don't get it. And then talking... Speaking of things I don't get, and I really don't because I I only saw the very, very end of this... So I guess Randy Orton cut a promo inside of a Hell in a Cell. What I had seen was Drew McIntyre come out, cut the chain, get into the cell, and then the show ended. That's all I saw was him get in and the show ending. So uh, I, I, I am assuming this was WWE's way of being like, because they used to do it back in, back in the day, back during like the Monday Night Wars, like the end of Nitro often for WCW would be, or with, with WWF Raw as well, the ending would often be some sort of brawl and then, like, somebody walking down the entrance ramp and it was like, you got to tune in next week to see what wound up happening. Because, like, there was... AEW no- does that a lot, too. Yeah, kind of. Kind, But this is like... Oh, well, yeah, I guess yeah, they, they kind of do. But the difference back then with, with WCW and stuff was, like, there wasn't really, like a huge internet presence and like you had to you had to wait until the next monday or you had to buy the pay-per-view to find out what happened with this it's literally like the show ends like hey guys remember we have a pay-per-view yeah like is that really gonna incentivize anybody like who watched that and i i apologize in advance if you're one of these people and you're listening but who watched that and was like Oh man, yeah. you got it. I can't like I can't wait. I got like I wasn't gonna get the pay per view until I saw him get into the cage just then. And now because I don't know what happened, like I gotta buy the pay per view. Like, who 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 bought the pay per view based off that? What was the point? No one because they have a network now, so they don't have to build it. Well, the network numbers suck too. Like no like no one's using that either. So, I mean, I mean they're bad. I think they have like a million subscribers. Like that's not that's good. It? That's not good. They might it might be lower than that. I mean, I can actually try to find it real Dude. quick. Um, let's see. Yo, you've got to be kidding me! In the U.S. Um, I I do not know. Let's see. Subscribe. I'm gonna try to find a subscriber count here. Oh God, that's bad, man. Um, <clears throat> when was this from? This was from this year, from July of this year. Um, WWE announced that. Well, let's pull it up. WWE announced the network had 1.69 million subscribers at the end of the second quarter of 2020. Number was up uh, about six percent, uh, so that's that's at least something I guess that you can uh, be proud of, I guess. But what, I mean, this is not a good amount of p. There's 
there's way more than 1.7 million wrestling fans out there. Like, you Raw know. had 1.8. Watch them. Yeah, and this is only 10 bucks a month. That's the thing too. It's like there's this is. It's not like this is. It's something where if you're even like kind of a wrestling fan, you should be willing to pay 10 bucks a month for all the stuff on the WWE network. And only 1.7 is. Yeah, for $10 a month, you get the entire WWE archive and more. It's definitely worth $9.99 a month. We are in, a, in the middle of a pandemic, though, so I kind of get people got to Well, this was cut. this this was from second quarter 2020, July. So, yeah, I, I think we have been a couple months into the to that. Yeah, so, yeah, that so, is that's fair. I mean, I don't know. But but yeah, but, but it's saying that it was six percent up from that same time last year. So there was actually six percent less people, people before all of that. Crazy. Crazy. Yikes. Um, Jordan last year, I use gift cards. That's good. That's good. That's what I would do too. Yeah, we all have from. auto auto renew. Um, but uh. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Like, is this pretty much what I what I kind of expected it was, or was there something that Orton said that I missed that was like we're talking about? Or no, he just cut a good promo. You know, good old Randy. You know, he's gonna cut a good promo to end the show. Like, good old old Yeller. Wait, no, isn't that the the geyser? What's the geyser? The geyser. The, the thing in not Yellowstone that goes off. On the dot, you can tell time with it. Oh, I don't even know. It's old Yeller. <laughs> I don't know. Old Yeller was like that dog. dog. It's yeah. A dog that gets shot, but yeah. Spoiler. But... <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Sixty years later, spoiler. Sorry, no. <laughs> you're reading that book for school. I'm. I apologize. Um. Spoiler. He's just kind of like you know he's gonna. <laughs> spoiler alert! Old Yeller gets shot at the end. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Spoiler alert. Uh Darth Vader is Old Luke's faithful. father. Spoiler alert Yeller. there. Spoiler alert. Old faithful. Old, faithful. Old Oh, you were saying Yeller. old Yeller. Oh wow. Well it's Old Yellowstone. Fa- yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Raw has broken me. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's... Ooh, what the hell? There's thunder. What the heck? Um, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. He had a chair. I'm just gonna throw it at Drew McIntyre. I'm just ready for this feud to be over, honestly. They've wrestled, like, so many times for this title belt. And it's like, Randy Lauren has lost literally every time. There is like actual no actual reason that Randy Orton should get this title shot other than the fact that he's Randy Orton. Like logistically, it does not make sense. So, but it'll be good because it's in the hell in a cell. So and the cell's red. So, uh, it should be spooky. I expect this to be significantly worse than the other hell in a cell match. So I'm gonna be totally honest. I think uh, Uso and Roman are gonna kill it. Oh, gosh, yes. So, I am looking forward to that. Um, so, it's not all bad when it comes to WWE. There are a few good things. Like, I keep saying, like, I think Roman Reigns is just, is just the best as a heel. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so good. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really uh really have much else to say about the WWE at the moment. Uh, I, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about, or should just start talking about the sponsors and yeah, call it a day. Have, yeah, if you guys have any, um, thank you so much to Dylan for giving us super chats. We yes. really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you to the chat for being very engaging. I noticed the chat was really discussing a lot of things. Thank you so much, chat. Like, for real, you guys have been awesome. If you guys have any, like, last-minute Super Chats while Steven is going over his sponsors, and then I'll go over my spiel. Um, if you have anything else you want to say, if you have any statements or predictions or whatever you want to say something, and it'll be on the screen. We'll say it vocally. Um, then because we also, this also does go out, I have an audio feed too, so like everything yeah. that y'all talk about, like we make sure that everybody, even if they listen to this afterwards, they still hear your questions and, and your yeah. feedback and stuff. That's why we read them out loud. So um, yeah, just go ahead and do that while we're kind of going over our spiel. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, after we are both done, we will definitely get to your question <coughs> statement. Uh, prophecy, whatever. <laughs> yes. If you have a prophecy yeah. that you'd like to send our way, yes, we'll be happy to. Uh, we we can be bought. We've made that very clear. So uh, oh yeah, like I'll a, chill out anything. Yeah, like a cult or like um, anything. Yeah, just let us well, know. Well, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see it's what it is. Maybe enough. <laughs> Everything has a price. <laughs> have like a product that like not many people are buying because it's not very good product but you like pay me endorse it i might endorse it i don't know yeah i'm trying <laughs> to think of something funny but i couldn't think of anything funny if you had a shake if, if you own like a shake weight company you want to get me one of those to yes. use on screen oh my god yes yeah 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 you sell pre-worn underwear no pre-worn underwear <laughs> That's actually oh, yeah. Yeah, about to say. That's actually a thing. We'll get to that when Jesse shouts out the stuff she's got going yeah. on. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, let's go over the sponsors. Starting with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the best. They are super nice people, and they'll give you really fair business. They have action figures, DVDs, autographs, magazines, anything you can think of pro wrestling-wise. I get a ton of stuff from them. Uh, they do stuff on Facebook where they do live sales and stuff like that, where like they're literally on video and you can buy things through them live. And they also constantly just post stuff on their page. So like there are times where I'll jump on there. There might be a figure that I've been thinking about getting and maybe it's a little too much on, on eBay or something. And I go on there and I'm like, well, that's, that's the figure I was looking for and it's cheaper here. And I just hit them up right over Facebook they tell me if they've still got it or not, and they send it to me the next day. Super, super easy. Um, and like I said, I can't stress enough. If, if you're like, especially if you're a hardcore collector, you're always looking for kind of different sources to find figures and, and whatever you collect. And for me, Heroes of Legends has been a gigantic help because there are some very particular things that I collect that, like for instance, the WWF Just Toys Bendems, like, once you get to a certain amount of having a certain amount of them, it gets really, really hard to find the rest of them at like a fair price. And Heroes and Legends is consistently able to beat prices of what I'm seeing elsewhere and stuff on, on that kind of stuff too. So they're awesome. Give them a follow on all social media. Just find 
Music City Toys and Collectibles. Them, along with all the other sponsors, by the way, Jesse's been kind enough to put all of their information in the in the uh, description of this video too, so you can you got direct links to all this stuff as well. Um, as well as you know, WrestleRumble.com. The giveaway is this weekend, so October twenty fifth, I believe, is the date, right? Yeah, October twenty fifth, this Sunday. That's going to be the Killer Belt giveaway at WrestleRumble.com. The entries are only one dollar, and these are the prizes. First place is going to get a Hardcore Championship and a custom Jason mask from Friday the 13th Part 3. And when I talk about these title belts, these are the real deal replicas. Like, I say real deal replicas, obviously. That's kind of an oxymoron. But they're the, they're the replica title belts that you would get off WWE.com that cost usually around like $400 or so. Uh, second prize is going to be a Fiend Replica Championship belt and a custom Jason mask from Friday the 13th Part 4. Third place is going to be a Jeff Hardy Custom Championship belt, and fourth uh, fourth place is going to get two mystery belts. Um, so all those prizes are insane, especially if you're like a horror fan. I'm not really into like the Friday the 13th and stuff, but I'll tell you what, if I win, I'll not only get a belt, which I'll definitely keep, I'll probably find someone to give that, uh, that mask away to too. So like there's a lot of really cool prizes <clears throat> and hypothetically speaking, for $4 total, you can get all of that. Like, there's going to be four names that they read off of a <coughs> random generator. <coughs> Excuse me. And shout out to Solo Monster, because he's the one who actually reads these out live. Um, after Hell in a Cell, he'll be doing his review show live on YouTube. And during his show is when they do the drawing for these prizes. And it's legitimate. You see it right there on the screen. All the names right there. He hits a button. It randomly generates a name. Totally fair. And, uh, yeah, for $1, go for it. I'm definitely throwing some bucks their way for sure. $1. And also, last but never least, my brother Brian Jensen is a sponsor of this show. He is part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics out of Atlanta, Georgia, a small boxing gym out of here. He works with nonprofit Parkinson's Foundations. He can help you in a wide variety of ways, uh, whether you're learning how to throw hands, get in better shape, you want to box at an amateur or professional level, you know, he corners boxers as well. Um, even if you have like Parkinson's symptoms or any kind of neurological issue, Brian's 1 million percent certified and all that kind of stuff. And he can help you whether it's in person at, at his physical gym, at your business, out in a park, at your home, Wherever it is, he'll meet you and he'll help you reach your goals. If you're not in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he'll help you online. He does Zoom calls and that kind of stuff as well. Just follow him on uh, Instagram. Just follow him at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Shoot him a message and like all of our sponsors, if you let any of them know that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you get a really, really good deal on whatever you're looking to do. You can always follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I've got, uh, later tonight, I'll be playing some Fall Guys on Twitch with my friend Kayla, a.k.a. The Sheenom. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be on my channel, she'll be on her channel, and we're setting it up to where you'll be able to hear us talking to each other like while we're playing and stuff, so it's going to be really fun. And uh, and I haven't played season two yet, so I'm not gonna like know a lot there's of seasons. Yeah, there's there's a second season that started, and I think there's like new maps and stuff. So like I'm gonna be, it's, I'm I'm going in blind. I haven't even downloaded the the new stuff yet. So um, we're gonna be playing on Twitch. It's the same as my uh, Twitter handle at fighttalk underscore. 
Uh, tomorrow we should be recording another episode of another round MMA for the Sobros Network, previewing the upcoming UFC 254 card. That's this Saturday. Uh, in preparation for that as well, if you're an MMA fan, if you go on All Things MMA on YouTube, I had a video recently released for Justin Gaethje, who's fighting in that main event, and also Nick Diaz, who announced he's going to be returning next year, one of my favorite fighters ever. So uh, once again, that's at All Things MMA. <coughs> you can catch me on the Fightful Select weekend or every weekend. Uh, this Saturday, I'll be doing the Fightful Post Show for Impact Bound for Glory. Me and Sean Ross Sapp will be live on YouTube right after the show, so check that out. Uh, shit, I and I have I've got the inter, I'm interviewing Danny Adams, uh, independent wrestler, yeah. that should be going out on Friday. So there's a lot going on this week. Just stay tuned on my Twitter. I try to put links up when I do new stuff. So that's all I've got. Jesse, get you pulled up here. There you go. Yeah, so the best way to catch me is on Twitter, at Jesse the Buckeye. I just changed my profile picture. What's going on? My daughter just came in here. And oh. obviously the the uh, the best way to yeah, yay. The best way to um support me directly is my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. I don't have a public I don't have a public um Instagram. I don't have a public Facebook. I just have the Twitter. And the best way to DM me is through OnlyFans, I answer every day. Usually with like a voice, I answer with my voice because I don't really like to type. And it's a lot of fun. I got some cool new content I'm working on over there. So uh, go check it out. It really mean a lot to me. And obviously, if you don't, if that's not your thing, I get it. It's kind of a different kind of thing. Then please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is the best way to be notified when we go live and we're talking about stuff. We love when people are in the chat. We appreciate you guys so much. We love when you engage with us. It really does make for a better live stream for us. So the best way to get more people in is to like the video. Like the video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, it really does help us out in the algorithm, the lovely, lovely algorithm. <coughs> we appreciate it so very much. So sweet to us. And, yeah, so basically add Jesse the Buckeye for everything. Jesse Davin here on YouTube. And that's it. Yeah, leave a like if you liked the video. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, I have one question for you real quick because I've never actually asked this before. I see people do this instead of putting their actual, like the link to their... I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I didn't know what the... Is that what that is? It's like a, you can get in trouble thing? I, I never understood I that. Know, but I see it too. And so I'm like, I am not even going to try. Yeah. So I'm wondering because yeah. I, I feel like I've heard things about um having like direct links in your description might somehow like almost shadow you from like other people seeing your tweets as often like i've heard just like rumors about that kind of stuff really? before where like there's some sort of algorithm there where like you might show up on sean on people's like home less often if you have direct links in your i don't know if that's true or not but uh i figured i know but i just didn't want to mess with it yeah good call but i did get i did make a separate email so smart yeah because yeah yeah i got you cool well we don't know when we're going to be back next we it might be a thursday or friday show it might not be until you know early next week we're really not sure yet it's really going to depend on if there are more interesting things announced for hell in a cell because as of right now they've only have three matches announced and you know, if AEW Dynamite's really good, which, you know, it's been a good show consistently, there's a chance we might be on here reviewing that kind of stuff. But 
Um, regardless, that's why it's so important that you make sure you're subscribed to the channel and following us on Twitter because we're always making sure to put links out there, <clears throat> even if it's in within... Sometimes we literally put a link up like a few minutes before we go live. Like we really don't even know 100%. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so uh, that's all I've got. Hope you all have a good one. That's all I've got.